This is A Better Night's Sleep, a podcast about sleep, sleep disorders, and evidence-based treatment from military health sleep experts. I'm Dr. Julie Kinn with the Defense Health Agency. I'm Dr. Jonathan Olin, sleep medicine physician. John, we have more listener questions for you. Great. Thanks again to our listeners who've been sending these in. It's fantastic. We're glad you all are enjoying this information and hoping that John, Colonel Robertson, and others can give us some good info for you. Okay, so here is our first question for today. Dear A Better Night's Sleep podcast, that is a mouthful. I try to get eight hours a night, but usually get a lot less. One problem I have is that I wake up early in the a.m., like 0300 or 0400, and then stay awake for about an hour, being really frustrated. Should I try medication or something else? Thanks for the show, T.R. Well, T.R., this probably won't surprise you, but I'm going to say something else. Obviously, I haven't met the person, but um, in general, I th- this, the question suggests that they may be clock-watching. So I'd Mm. say turn Mm -hmm. the clock around. Don't look at the clock when you wake up. And then suggest practicing stimulus control. So lie in bed for an estimated 15, 20 minutes. If drowsy and going back to sleep, great. If not and still wake, then then get up, get out of bed, different area of the house, do something boring, return back to bed when sleepy. And if necessary, repeat, uh, meaning Mm -hmm. if still not asleep that next time in. So those would be things that I'd consider. So when people are waking up at around the same time or the same time every night, that again is suggestive of the uh, of the clock watching where they d- didn't raise their hand, didn't ask for it, but they kind of trained themselves to wake up at around the same times. Hmm. So again, the clock watching and the stimulus control may be, may be useful. Finally, early morning wakening can be a symptom of uh, mood problems such as depression. So just something to consider. If the person is depressed or if if they feel they're depressed, then uh, consider reviewing that with a clinician. And the the CBTI, the clock watching and stimulus control may be helpful with their sleep, but they may need to may choose to address it additionally if they have mood problem or depression with, with clinical care. That's a really good point. You know, you've mentioned clock watching several times throughout our episodes. It seems like in part it's problematic because it gets you anxious. You think to yourself, okay, great, now I only have 45 minutes till I have to wake up. Now it's only 30, you know, and and just kind of increases that. Or is it more a matter of you're looking at a screen? What is it about the clock watching that's so disruptive to us? I view it as kind of as a few things. I talked earlier about the SCN, suprachiasmatic nucleus. That's Mm -hmm. a clock in the brain. So if we've trained ourselves to wake up, and that has close communication to alerting nerve cells, the sleep on-off switch, so if, if we've trained ourselves to wake up at, say, 3 a.m., 0300, you know, every night or every morning, then that is more likely to happen, obviously. If it's happened five nights in a row, then maybe it's reasonably likely to happen that sixth night in a row. So then, as you pointed out, person then uh, not only wakes, they then other parts of their brain are then activated where they literally mm. start doing math calculations Right, um, with, right. Which is obviously not just, oh, I'm slightly awake, I'm rolling over, I'm going back to sleep. Now you're actually thinking, oh, it's three. I've been up for the last four nights, five nights right. at three. Oh, I, my alarm goes off at six. Oh, that means I only have three hours. 
but it might take me an hour to fall back asleep. That means I really only have two hours. So now other parts of the brain are working, literally doing the calculations, and some anxiety parts of the brain may then be further involved and activated with, oh, I'm going to be really tired tomorrow. I'm going to be really sleepy tomorrow. This isn't going to work. Why have I, why am I keeping, why do I keep waking up at these times? This is bad. So those are obviously highly alerting parts of the brain, not just doing math, but highly alerting parts of the brain. So all taken together, yeah, clock watching associated with a habit component of it, a repetitive habit component of it, then maybe calculation component of it, and then maybe an anxiety component of it. Right. It's a whole package. One other thing for TR to consider is that there could be other factors in his or her household that are waking them up without realizing it. For example, we once had a dog who every morning around 400 would jump on the bed. And I don't know what was waking up the dog, but as soon as we kicked the dog out of the bedroom, that problem went away. Or it's possible your your heating system is starting to reheat your home at that time. So it's worth a little look around your environment as well. That's a, that's a good point. I know some people don't sleep well, for example, in heat. And so when the summer comes right. around, they'll wake up every every night at 01 or something like that, and they're warm and they're hot, and they got through an initial period of sleep, exactly. So, and then it becomes a little bit of a vicious cycle where they've trained themselves and they, you know, wake up at 01 the next night. So, yeah, I think reviewing what's going on, pets, heat, temperature, neighbors, you know, if they come, Mm -hmm. if they're getting off of a shift and they're coming back, pulling into a driveway, a shared driveway or something. Exactly. Good point. Okay. Let me give you one more question for today. I'm turning 50 this year and I'm feeling old. I noticed that I have a harder time getting to sleep and waking up. Is this just an age thing? So in other words, John, how does sleep change as we get older? Well, that's a good question. And there's been a fair amount of research and studying on the studying regarding this issue. So I think we mentioned earlier, mentioned earlier, sleep is an active brain state. Mm-hmm. The neurons, the brain cells that produce and generate sleep are frankly not as strong as they were earlier Hmm. in maintaining sleep, inducing sleep and maintaining sleep as we age. So obviously think of a newborn, they're they're maybe sleeping, you know, 20 hours a day or 21 hours a day, just a young, young uh, newborn. And a two-year-old child may be taking or likely is taking naps, et cetera, and they're sleeping for long periods of the day, of the 24-hour day. So they, a newborn will have substantial amounts of their, of their sleep time in a stage of sleep called REM, rapid eye movement. Right. And that gets progressively less as they get older to ballpark adulthood. And they also, young children are having substantial amounts, young children and young adults, substantial, substantially more amounts of a stage of sleep called N3, deep stage of sleep. And we okay. and I, I consider fifty young. A fifty-year-old and a and a sixty-year-old is going to have less N three than a twenty-year-old. A younger person will have a big, strong muscle mm-hmm. and have an easier time to be able to get on a work program, workout mm-hmm. program, and do push-ups. Mm-hmm. And an older person, they'll have this. Sorry to be maybe depressing, but muscle <laughs> will atrophy. They're losing some muscle mass. And same right. thing with a neuron, with a brain cell, 
its ability to generate N3 sleep. So we see very similar patterns to N3 as in the older adult, but it's not reaching the same electrical amplitude or the wave is not the same size as it was when it was earlier. So these are changes that are clearly noted as as age-associated. Can we fix it? We can minimize the deterioration. We can't fully fix it. Again, good sleep hygiene can be helpful, Mm -hmm. but as we get older, we do have more arousals and awakenings. And if you're a male, for example, you may get up and use the bathroom. So our sleep does become more fragmented as we get older. Again, all the uh, things that we've said earlier about the CBTI and good sleep hygiene can reduce those, but a six-year-old brain is not going to be the same as a 20-year-old brain. If you have other sleep disorders like apnea, obviously that's going to fragment sleep and make it worse too. So Sorry to be the bearer of bad news about brain and EEG patterns, brainwave patterns, but in general, many older adults, certainly 50s, 60s, they'll report overall, especially if they're on top of these types of things that we discussed earlier, good sleep hygiene, reasonably satisfying sleep. I know this is boring advice, but it sounds like just all the more reason to get good sleep hygiene, get the good behaviors and routines, so that as aging takes effect, we already know how to get a good night's sleep. Right. Well, if you have questions for John, please send them in. You can get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter at Military Health, or you can just click the email address in our show notes. Thank you so much, John. Oh, thanks so much. I hope this is helpful for our listeners. Me too. Let us know. A Better Night's Sleep is produced by the Defense Health Agency. Thank you for subscribing to our show, for sharing it with others, and for giving us feedback. We want to make it a good product so that we can help you get a better night's sleep. the Military Meditation Coach podcast to try a variety of meditation and relaxation exercises and engage in fitness for your mind. Each exercise is led by an expert in the military health system. The Military Meditation Coach podcast. Made for the military, but good for everyone.